I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Boy, we're going to have a great visit today. Hey, Glenn, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm water walking today. <laughs> I, I am so excited about where we're headed on this. You and I were talking about this actually when we were uh, uh, busy with uh, uh, the last Kingdom Living podcast. You said, I have a friend I want to invite to uh, I invite in who is going to have add so much meaning to this. Because as you know, Glenn, we've been talking a lot recently, trying to make sure that people understand their identity uh, in in Christ and in the kingdom. And so, you know, I think back about some of the titles and things that we've covered recently, Glenn, that have had such an impact. You know, we have uh, the one, the teaching that you did not long ago called New Citizenship. And it's really like a way that people can think about a different way of, of viewing how, see themselves how the Lord sees us uh, when we're in alignment and, and connected. And, and there's a, a, another great one uh, that, that that's fairly recent too, called Our Sonship. And all these Glenn, I think, kind of go right back to the original premise uh, that you've taught on for, for all these years about kingdom living and understanding relation relationally and positionally who we are in Christ. And, you know, uh, if you're new to this broadcast, I just want to take a minute. A lot of this comes, Glenn has been doing uh, this uh, kingdom living podcast. We've been doing the podcast now for several years, but you've actually been doing the, the kind of the predecessor of all this, which continues to this day. It's called the REPL Minute, and it is your daily Monday through Friday moment of biblical encour encouragement. It's like a real quick three-minute or less kind of uh, alignment, I would say, where you're encouraging and biblically motivating us. And Glenn, you've been doing that as a business person since 2006. What an honor. What an honor. Yeah, so so and and kind of out of that, Glenn, um, uh, some some years ago now, uh, God gave you this book, Fraud: What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, and I think that's what really kind of launched off the whole Kingdom Living thing. Because in that book, which became part of the Repel Minute, you took the time to outline forty different bite-sized chapters of where the enemy has tried to uh, infiltrate and move us off of, of, of kingdom living. And that really helps set the record straight. And the other thing I love to remind people who are brand new to this is that, Glenn, this is not an opinion show. We keep saying that everything, when, when you go through the episodes, you see it's like you're just pulling scripture uh, straight from the word of God. And that's what makes it so fun. If you've missed any of these, you just go to um, therepelminute.com. You'll find access to everything there. The Repel Minute, the Kingdom Living Podcast, the Fraud Series. You can order a copy of the book if you like. Uh, they're all resources that are available to you. And so really want to encourage you to further your walk in that direction. And Glenn, with, with all that as kind of preamble, I am really excited about where we're headed today. Share a little bit about uh, uh, about our guest and where we're going to go. Yeah, yeah this, this is fun. Well, uh, Don, I've known Don for several years, and uh, we meet regularly in what we call an ecclesia on Wednesday uh, in our office, and uh, I, he is a water walker. He's one of these water walkers that, that uh, his, his belief is strengthened, and I remember uh, when he was challenging me years ago, and he actually endorsed uh, one of the endorsers in, in the book Fraud, uh, and, and I remember him uh, telling me about Miles Monroe and the kingdom of God even and challenging me on that and uh, probably one of the greatest authors uh, on the, the kingdom of God. And, and uh, Don, 
uh, as one of these guys, and just one of the meetings we had on Wednesday, the Lord had given, and we've already done a teaching on this too. So, so you'll you'll uh, you'll see what what happened. But on on a Wednesday, I, I came in and I was just filled. I was I was just filled up, and and I walked into the group and and I said, you know what, the Lord has shown me that we're not supposed to die. Uh, we're not supposed to die, that we're immortal, we're designed to live, and that's spiritually and physically, he's given us this body, so in the group, because uh, there's just really, it was three, four of us there, and, and Don was there, and, and another gentleman, another, and, and I said, uh, where are you guys at with this, and boy, they just confirmed it, because no one had really said it or spoke it, and it was just like, oh my gosh, it was just, it was just so exciting, just so exciting, and that's what we, we started talking about. Then, in addition to that, there's a man that was supposed to be joining our group and coming in, because he was having some very severe uh, heart attacks and heart issues, and he couldn't make it in, so I said, okay, guys, you know what? We need to call him on the cell phone, and uh, uh, Don, I don't know if you want to take it from there, but, but we called him on the cell phone and uh, he says, I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> and uh, it just, you know, like God, God is so great. And this is just one of many stories. Uh, and as I was, uh, and let me just introduce Don, Don uh, is, is, has been running for 15 years working in C, the CEO master mentor type networks. Uh, he's a business success. He's had successful businesses, uh, and and really is a men, kind of a mentor to to uh, business people or anybody. And one of the things he just shared the other day too is uh, he he just doesn't want to be working uh, with believers. Uh, he it's it's anybody because that's where the gospel goes out to is just anybody. And with that, we uh, bringing the gospel of the kingdom, the love of Christ. Uh, to him, to them, and that—that's what's so neat is he's—he's—he's he's, he's not uh, afraid to go anywhere to talk to anybody. Uh, and and again, pray uh, the praying that he does. That he's—he's uh, he's got a protocol, uh, uh, maybe not the right word, a protocol for just doing communion. And uh, uh, and today, uh, a part of that was I did thirty minutes of, of just just communion, just speaking about the bread of life and, and, and the blood of Jesus and just, just what that means. And that's something that, that uh, Don has helped me with just to understand. Then he'll take people into the courts of heaven and pray with them. And sometimes that can be a, uh, an hour. It's always explosive. Time. Yeah, yeah, an hour, two hour type of process. So uh, Don, I had lunch with Don on, on Saturday and, and then I, we met on Wednesday. And from Saturday to Wednesday, uh, he's telling me like three stories that that happened of healings and just transfer transform lives and so on. And then, so here we are uh, Wednesday from Friday. So this is a Friday, uh, and I'm sure he's got more stories. But Don, I just want to turn it over to you and and just you know just just bless the people, speak whatever the the Lord has uh, coming out of your heart because uh, uh, the kingdom of God just flows through you. So uh, we welcome Donald. L. Ward. DonaldLWard.com uh, is his website also. We'll talk about more of that at the end. Well, you've hit so many topics that we could just go in a river down. <laughs> I'm going, okay, let's mesh these things because probably what everybody's needing right now, not knowing some of the things that some of us may suspect we know about what's taking place with the world, uh, they need hope, obviously, but if they're in business, 
they need clues because the things that have worked in the past will no longer work. I mean, 11 MBA brush-ups, and I'm gonna tell you, it's all nice to know all that crap, but it was only so that I could know how to work outside the parameters of you know, what is being taught on capital development or on you know, reverse engineering a, a dream, or you know, it, it goes on and on, team development. All that is great. Thank you, I know where he wants to go. So there's a formula and I shared this with Glenn just, just was it this week? I don't know, but I wrote a book about 12 years ago called The Physics of Wealth. And the, the physics of wealth, you could say the physics of wisdom, same thing, because if you have wisdom, you're gonna have wealth. What if? I use the premise what if whenever I believe with all my life and it's proved itself and fleshed itself over and over. So whenever you hear me go, what if you're you can go, Don thinks it's true. So then you do what you want to do with that. But I wrote wrote a little formula out with Glenn and said, U plus K equals W parentheses H and R. And it turned out when I was coaching this this physics, uh, this inventor, he was a, a physics major, Embry Riddle. And I gave him the formula and I said, here's, here's the answer to why you're not getting anywhere with your product. And he goes, you, you took physics? I go, I don't know what this means to you. I got this out of Ecclesiastes. It didn't jump out at me, but I found it in the really thick book starts with a B, ends with E. He goes, Bible? You found that formula in the Bible? And I go, yeah. I said, there's not many formulas you won't find in the Bible, but you got to know what you're looking for. So he goes, well, what's the U? I go, understanding. What's a K? Knowledge. So you add them together. Now, I said, your issue is, I'm going to just take a wild guess. You have a ton of physicists on your team. Yeah. And none of you have ever taken anything to market. You don't have a numbers guy. You don't have a marketing guy. You don't have you know, a legal person. You don't have any of that. No. I said, so you got a ton of K and no U. You are not going to produce anything until you get your team balanced. When you balance your team, you'll get the balance of the understanding and the knowledge, and that'll produce the W, the wisdom or the wealth. Well, what's the H and the R? Well, the H represents honor, and the R represents riches, and the honor always shows up before the riches, unfortunately. Ask me how I learned that one, <laughs> right? And he goes, oh, wow. So that was really cool, but you can't receive what you can't perceive. And so if you can't perceive that favor is a currency, as an example, this is the stream I'm getting at the moment. If you can't perceive that favor is even better than money, it can do anything for you that money can do for you, then you're missing out on a currency because dreams and visions are God's capital. But as currencies, of which I've identified 15 kingdom currencies, every time you use one of those currencies, you have more of it to use. So if you use your faith, that's a currency. You have more faith to use. You use your, your favor, you have more to use. And when you go up to somebody and shake hands and say honored, you just open the door because whatever you honor will honor you, but it will also produce favor coming back to you. And so there's all these little statutes and premises. And you know what I want to say that hit me as I was driving here today is that there's a lot of people that are giving what they're calling truth. And they go, well, well, truth is relative. I'll tell you what, if truth is relative, there's no way it can possibly be relevant. Because mm. the Greeks looked at truth and said, a priori, this is truth. You build upon this. 
you can't build upon something that's in flux. So we know who the truth is. And so I, I see what you guys are doing. You're, you're putting out the truth so that people can build upon it. And the kingdom is about building. It isn't about you know evangelizing and you know, salvation. All that's a byproduct. This is like a 401k and a plan. You know, you, you've got, you, you say yes to the kingdom. You say yes to it because of the goodness that comes with it. You didn't say yes to it because you were scared to death out of hell. I mean, religion is trying to scare you into heaven and heaven is just trying to bring itself to you. And so we have these issues that uh, we don't understand that God's trying to bring heaven to earth. He's not trying to get us from here to there. So I, I don't want to just roll on for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, Don, Don, you're right in it, right there. That's kind of where we left off in the last podcast is, is dealing with religion and the kingdom of God. So that's a, that's a real good, and I know on your website, you have one of the books on there too. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, on that same thing. So why don't you, why don't you talk a little about that? There was, um, back in 2013, you might remember the Newtown shootings and uh, up in Connecticut. And that Saturday morning, it was raining outside and my family sleeping in. And I had been tossing around. I needed to just put these thoughts down on paper, religion versus kingdom. I don't know about you, but I've never been persecuted by a non-believer. <laughs> it was always somebody, their theology, their doctrine, they were fighting and, you know, and religion is a competitive mindset, just like the world's mindset. Mm. And kingdom is collaborative. So religion is going to persecute diversity of thought or diversity of people and kingdom is going to celebrate it. Right? So it's really, religion is about addition, membership. We added one this week. You know, the kingdom is about geometric multiplication. Right? And so that's what you guys are doing. You're reaching numbers of people. This is geometric multiplication. That's how I know it's a, it's a kingdom broadcast. You're not going, well, we had 23 people on last week. I think we're going to get five more of my friends are coming this week. Now, this, this is going to take its own life on because it's empowered by the spirit of God. You know, anything that you know, people ask me, how do you know the difference between a good idea and a God idea or a, a good business model and a bad business model? I go, well, if it's a good idea, I pay for it. If it's a bad, if it's a God idea, he picks up the check. So they go to me, like the website that we're really launching it here uh, that Glenn had made reference to, donaldlward.com. Uh, this gal, I mentored her and some friends of hers for like three days, 12 hours each day. They all got healings. I took them all to the courts of heaven. They heard their ancestors yelling to them, thank you for setting them free. Just crazy stuff, right? And she goes, God just told me I, I'm supposed to do your website. Is that okay with you? I said, it sounds like God. And she goes, why? I said, he's picking up the check. <laughs> That's how you know, right? So I think that a lot of times we make, I see where we could be going here. We make religious statements like, I just want to be in the Lord's perfect will. Well, that's a good excuse for doing nothing. <laughs> because his perfect will is that you follow the desires of your heart. Desire, Greek, of the father. What's the question? 
Now there are two fathers. What if there's a father of life and a father of lies? So now how do I discern where this desire came from? Well, is it taking away from the magnificence of anything that God created? Yeah, okay, guess who it came from? Is it about adding, enlarging, empowering, edifying, educating, building? Yeah, guess where it came from? The father of life. Just do the desires in your heart because he already put it there. You know, yesterday I was working with a gal. She's 75 years old and she just figured out why she's on earth. And she goes, what just happened to me? I said, well, you asked me to help you understand who you are and where you're going. And I, I said, usually when I'm asking the question, like, what will you permit yourself to receive, achieve and build in X number of years? I said, because they don't believe they're living forever, they got limitations on what the dream. You're 75. I just explained to you that life is a gift. God isn't an Indian giver, so he isn't going to take it back from you. The only reason you're supposed to die is because the wages of sin are death. He took care of it. And you said, I'm living forever. You, I can work with. You've just been let loose. I go, what will you permit yourself to accomplish over the next thousand years? She goes, what? I said, you've got eternity. Yeah, what will you give yourself for the next hundred years? She's going, wow, now I got to really think. And I said, well, I'm supposed to enlarge your thinking a little bit. So I said, you want to hear a story? I said, there's a bishop friend of mine. You know, him and I used to get together on Fridays from midnight to seven with his church. It was, you know, it was an all black church. And I, I, you know, I was always at home with those churches because it was a party, you know. And they would bring their pillows and blankets and they would pray at seven in the morning. They would all circle up and then they would say a prayer and then him and I would go off. And at the time he had been praying for a prophet and by chance I said something to him that was like, you're the God, you're the prophet that the Lord brought my life. I said, whatever God needs, I guess that's what any of us is supposed to be prepared to become. So we became friends and this is a guy with way too many books written and he, you know, he had his congregation had 600 in each service and he had a K through 12 school and he had the biggest black Mercedes and a driver and he had the whole thing. The guy was not a small thinker because God spoke to me this weekend. I was shaving, man. My shirt was off. I'm going, Jesse, you're starting to put on some miles. He goes, and then God says, Jesse, I want you to dream your biggest dream. Now I start laughing. I go, how far did you go before you got embarrassed, Jesse? Because <laughs> I, you know me. I said, no, I know you. You're a big thinker. Because I said, how many orphanages? How many planes? You know, how many hospitals have you get built around the world? He goes, oh, man, I, I got to a point where I was like, going, am I being prideful? And I stopped. And the Lord said, Jesse, dream some more. Now I'm really laughing. I said, I'm not even going to ask you what you permitted yourself to imagine. But I said, it, you were you were really embarrassed by the time you got through. He goes, I was. But then when I was done, the Lord said to me, Jesse, whatever you can dream, I can dream bigger. Right. He hadn't even touched it. We're not permitting ourselves to imagine that out of a couple trillion constellations, each one having a billion, you know, Glenn knows right where I'm going. A billion of them have galaxies and each galaxy has probably a billion solar systems. We're not thinking about the fact that we are the sons of God and that we're the ones they're waiting for to show up. And we're, we're reading Western translations of the Bible that say, go on to all the earth and preach the gospel 
that's not what it says. It says go into all of creation, or it will say cosmos if you go Hebrew, right? So we got to go into all the cosmos. So I'm sitting here going, well, if we only had 50 billion people on the planet since the beginning, just to be a really extreme number, divide 50 billion into a couple trillion constellations. Hey, Terry, how many constellations would you like to rule and reign? You know, and we have to permit ourselves to understand that religion was a device to make sure that we remained servants, sheep, right? They didn't want us to realize that we are gods in the making as sons of God. I'm not calling myself a God. I'm calling myself a son of God, but I'm not calling myself son of God. No, there's only one. But what I'm trying to say is if you were born and nobody told you you were born to be a king, would you ever learn how to walk as a king, talk as a king, or manifest as a king? No. But you got a king of kings living inside of you. Right? You got the high priest living inside of you. You've got the spirit of prophecy living inside of you. And we're not thinking about being mentored by kings, priests, and prophets so that we can manifest as whichever one he needs us at a moment. And what if out of the king, that's how we produce our our increase, our abundance. That way that the, the priest in service doesn't have to beg for the money to go do what's in his heart to do. And when you're, you're encouraging people, the spirit of prophecy just kind of weaves in. Next thing you know, you're saying stuff way too smart for you that you didn't have access to that knowledge. You know, and they're going, oh, you're a prophet. No, I was just encouraging and the Holy Spirit came in. But we're not thinking large enough about who we were created to be. And that's, I blame it on religion because the Hebrew mindset for sin is actually if it didn't exist in the Garden of Eden, it was sin. Did religion exist in the Garden of Eden? Come back. You know, I was at a meeting one time and this woman goes, wow, Jesus is a Jew. I said, give me five. He never converted. And the woman's like, this guy's crazy. I thought for sure I was going to get a good religious fight out of him. And instead he's giving me five. You know, we got to stop looking for the fights and we just got to start treating everybody the way the Lord did. When I network, I, I've written books on networking that are totally counterintuitive. Money, counterintuitive. You know, everything is going to be counterintuitive because the wisdom of God is the foolishness of, is like this foolishness to them. The wisdom of man is foolishness to God. So if it isn't counterintuitive, it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so your first thought until you learn to, to have the mind of Christ is generally probably not the right thought. I, got turned, I just told this fellow that I'm going to be tied up. So he's somebody I've been mentoring as a son for the last nine years. And, you know, I told him when we met, and this is coming right back to our point, told him when we met, I said, yeah, I've played the father-son game, you know, in the church. I'm a spiritual father. But I said, after I got through with my own spiritual father, the Lord said to me, we are all brothers at different levels of maturity. It's just a game we're playing. Now, there's a lot of people, a few dozen people that call me dad because he revealed me to them as a dad figure. But I don't go out and promote myself as anything because as a son, whose job is it to reveal us? Is. Not my job to reveal myself to anybody. You've given me a platform. The only thing I'm here to reveal is his truth as it's been worked out in my life. Because he was the, was he not the word made flesh? 
Guess what we are? The flesh made word. <laughs> and, you know, Glenn doesn't need to have notes with him when he's speaking. You don't need notes with you when you're speaking because you are the message. I'm the, I'm the gospel according to Don. It's a wacky gospel, but it's, it's, it's really starting to work. You know, after 68 years, I'm going, oh my God, why didn't anyone tell me I didn't have to die? I would have started this project 30 years ago, but it looked like it was going to take 300 years to finish this project. <laughs> I got 300 years, no mess. Easy. This is, this is incredible. And Don, that, that is just so important is, uh, uh, is that we, we did a teaching on immortality. And, and now if the, if the listeners are, and want people watching read the scriptures from the standpoint that we're not supposed to, we're, we have eternal life spiritually and physically. And it's just so important. And, and as we talk about that, uh, would you talk a little about communion? Uh, a little about uh, the communion uh, uh, kind of protocol and so forth, the way, the way you do that. And just, uh, it, it's just so important and how important it is. Every time somebody does it one time, the way the Lord showed me. And then I find this guy, Ian Clayton, and he's got this revelation that goes even deeper in the same thing, the same thing the Lord was showing me, but Ian knows how to explain it better because he spent so much time in heaven. He's got revelation. You know, you want revelation like volumes of books in 30 seconds. You pray for infused knowledge. Mm. The 135 book ebooks that the Lord's written in the last 18 months through me. I didn't know half that stuff. It was shown to me and then I go, but these books are written for the, for the, the regular world, Lord. I don't need to put scriptures next to those because I'm not speaking Christianese. But these books are written for these characters. And you got to show me where the scriptures are to back it up because they're going to fight with me every step of the way. And on the DNA of God, back to that line I said, where you can't receive what you can't perceive. <laughs> Did you know that eternal life is in God's DNA? And that when you take his flesh and his blood, you go, Lord, I thank you for this bread and this blood. Release your power through my hands now keep in mind something he says his power is in his hands but the word also says we are his hands and feet so i in faith put my hands on my bread and on my my cup whatever i'm having and go lord in faith i believe that you are releasing the duminous power of your dna which contains the blueprint of the image i was created in the image of and that it includes divine health that it includes eternal life that it includes stimulating hair follicles, that it includes resetting the body's autonomic nervous system so my body can heal itself. And it includes, and there's a list of it, what does it not include if it's in God? Everything's in God, that's good. Everything that's bad's in God too. He just has a separate compartment for it. <laughs> we call it hell. But the thing is, <laughs> he is the consuming fire after all. Where did that hell come from? So the bottom line is that when we come to understand that he's not just looking for our gold, our money, he's not just looking for our frankincense, which represents our service. He's looking also for our myrrh, our pain. We'll give him our money, we'll give him our service, but we won't give him our pain. And to, to not give him the pain 
is to make this whole thing that he did on the cross kind of like, eh. But we got to hold on to that pain, right? Well, in this communion, he's looking for us to bring something to him. We're always like, what can I get from you, God? And he's going, I'll tell you what I want from you. I want to see you every morning, Don. I want to see you. Let's have communion. Now, there's times I do it more often. There's Tomorrow, I don't know how many, I'm probably going to have communion three times. John G. Lake, William Branham, Kenneth Hagen, Smith Wigglesworth, communion three times a day. John G. Lake goes over to Africa. There's a plague. People are dying like flies. And they're going, you're carrying these bodies in and out, Mr. Lake. Why aren't you dying? Well, I, tell, I do communion three times a day. What's that have to do with anything? Because you have a sample of this virus? Yeah. You have a microscope? Yeah. Put it under. Let's look at it. Ooh, there's a lot of life in there. Put it in my hand. What, Mr. Lake? Put it in my hand. Put it in his hand. He goes, now put it back under the microscope. It was dead. We don't know the amount of power that's in God's DNA. And because we haven't been told what's what is in communion we think communion is thank you so much i remember what you did for me it, you it, it was really hurtful wasn't it and he's trying to say no i am trying to give you your corruptible body and incorruptible body because i need you to be able to time and space travel because you're going to the ends of the universe to rule and reign some constellations man you need this communion every day so that your body can be converted so it can become immortal and so you can become younger because God and the devil are both seeking living vessels because they can't use a dead man, right? Have you ever heard of an heir getting his inheritance after he dies? That's what religion's trying to do. You got to die to get your inheritance. What kind of nutcase stuff is that? I mean, that's insane. So I get eternal life if I say yes to the Lord. I get eternal life anyway. So what's the big deal? Oh, I get to determine which place I go. Okay, that's cool. But what, couldn't I get eternal life in this life? What do you think? You were co-crucified with me. You were co-resurrected with me. Yes! You get to live forever. Well, I've never seen anybody live forever. So what? You want to go over the edge of the cliff with all the rest of the lemmings? Go for it. You don't want to buy in? Go have a good death. But I'm not attending your funeral because I just told you the truth. <laughs> Don, that is so good. In in something that as you you're talking about that, why don't you share a little about your your own health and heart and uh, what what's what's transformed in your life there? Uh, you know, if you've been dead a few times, you suddenly you get to a point where you're just not afraid of death. Oh, and my mother had been dead a few times, so apparently I have a family history of death. But coming back to life, so three times they they said it was two and a half times. I guess I wasn't dead long enough. So uh, <laughs> it didn't quite count, Don. Maybe next time. There's not going to be any next time because I have the revelation of immortality now, Doc. So anyways, on the last day of 2020, uh, this is a good example. After having had strokes, after having TIAs, after having a triple bypass, after having a massive heart attack, after hypertension ruled my life for a long time, the doctor's going, you just had a massive stroke, Mr. Ward. Okay, well, I am not going into 12.01 a.m. without being healed. And this is how I was talking. 
I don't know. I don't know. It looks like, it sounds like I don't have any control of my muscles on my right, on my body, but I will be healed by midnight. So they give me a CAT scan. They go, Mr. Ward, there's something wrong in your head. You're not the first one to tell me that. <laughs> they go, we're going to give you an MRI. They give me an MRI. They come back. You have a brain clot. Good. Now I know what I have to take care of. Give me another CAT scan. They give me a CAT scan. Mr. Ward, the blood clot's gone. I know I am going to have communion tonight and I will not need three to six months of speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy because I will be fine. My wife leaves, who is, she's a believer kind of, but she carries a lot of doubts. So she leaves and goes out of the room. I go, she went home. Thank you, Lord, you and me. So we had our DNA of God. 10 minutes later, I'm going, wow. I'm watching a Batman thing. I, I, that, that stay was all about knowing every single Batman movie, I guess. I don't know. That's the only, they had a Batman channel and I'm like, oh, whatever. So at 10 o'clock, I, I just feel like, wow, I, whoa, I'm talking normal. I mean, this is in less than 20 minutes. I'm talking, well, if I can talk, maybe I can move. And it took two people to get me to sit up, move me to the edge of the bed to pee in a bottle. Right? I get up, I turn to the corner, I go, <laughs> and I'm getting the nurse tonight. She's coming in at midnight to give me a shot of heparin in my belly. That's a blood thinner, right? Wait till I start talking to her and I get up out of bed. This is gonna scare the heck out of her. So I, I'm, I can't wait till midnight. So I go, well, I'll just take a little nap. So I get up and I march in place and I go, I'm good to go. So I go to sleep, she comes through and I wake up. And I just let her go over to the, the her laptop. She's doing stuff. I go, so how are things going on the rounds tonight? <laughs> Mr. War, I told you by midnight I was going to be healed. How is this possible? I, I had communion. I said, you never heard of epigenetics? Epigenetics is the power of self-healing. Christ never once said, my virtue made you whole he always said your faith made you whole he didn't say my faith it's our belief that makes us whole if you believe these silly doctors practicing medicine make you well then you're probably going to get a, get better if you don't believe it you're going to probably die whatever you believe is going to be true to you whether it's true or not so they're like she goes she goes can you move i said oh yeah 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 let me how many people first ago how many people did it take for me to get up sit over on the edge of the bed so I could pee in a bottle. Those two, watch this. I get up, turn around, get to start. What are you doing? I'm marching in place. I know you told me I can't walk to the bathroom. You're afraid I'm going to fall down, but I could and I would, but I'm a good boy. <laughs> and so she goes, what are we going to, what are all these therapists going to say tomorrow when they come in? They didn't know what to say. They said, we don't have a neurologist here until Monday. Would you stay until Monday? I said, I'll tell you what, on your lunch and dinner menu, you have strawberry shortcake. You keep the strawberry shortcake on here. I'll stay in the hospital till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, God can't get healing to, you know, to others unless he gets it through you. He's got to get it to you to get it through you, that, that old saying. And then when you find out that everything that we thought we understood about sickness, turns out it's all a spiritual nature. 
Now, I can sit here and tell you testimony after testimony where somebody's walking, this woman's walking over to me who had been with Benny Hinn on his show for two days of that weekend with her husband. And she had a sprained ankle and she couldn't get it healed. And I see her walking around the corner. I go, enemy's playing with your walk, isn't he? She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, the part of your spiritual body that's under attack manifests in your physical body. So the enemy's after your walk. I said, with your knees? I said, the enemy doesn't want you praying. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> and she's like, well, we never heard that before. So I take her through a process. And then she goes, how will I know I'm healed? Well, you couldn't walk, jump. I can't jump. You have to activate your faith. I have to do something prophetic. I said, otherwise you can go home living. She starts jumping up and down. She goes, I'm healed. Her husband goes, oh, I got a lot of heart issues. Can you help me? Because as soon as he saw the miracle, his faith went whoop. And it's all about teaching, getting their faith up, then telling the testimonies till they want to strangle you. Would you shut up and just pray for me to get healed? That's when they're ready. But their belief has to get to the high enough level. So when the Lord tells me to shut up, or they do, then we pray and they get healed. And it was, what was it? It was cancer of the uterus. A week ago, there were six diseases last weekend. Um, just crazy stuff. I, I mean, fibromyalgia, autoimmune systems, the spinal, spina bifida. Uh, I mean, there's just crazy stuff last weekend. And it was just like, bing, bing, bing. And they go, aren't you surprised? I go, I'm not responsible for anything. If you don't get healed, it's not on me. It's your belief. So I'm sitting here going, yeah, I expect you to be healed. Well, can you, I didn't heal you. You healed you because you believed he could. I facilitated the healing. That's all I did. And that's what we were facilitators. You know, religion, you come under people just like you do in the real world. I'm your covering. In the kingdom, we come alongside of people. You better never get under somebody. I am under one, right? Yes. I am not, you know, pastors will come after they hear me speak and go, do you have a home church? Because if you don't, I love you to come to my church. I'll go, I'll submit to you. Will you submit to me? And they look at me like they're lost in the headlights. They don't know what I just said. I said, if you, I will submit to you. Will you submit to me? And if you won't, no, I'm not coming. It's got to go both ways. Kingdom is a, is a relationship is like a pipeline. It's got to flow both ways or it's, or it's damned. Okay, I've been rambling, having fun. Hopefully, I stirred up something else to. You didn't finish your heart part, though, about the heart. Well, the heart, okay, so uh, since then, I've had to go to doctors for physicals and stuff like that. And uh, last summer, when I went to this doctor, he's, he's reading the charts and he's going, How is this possible? You, there's no muscle damage after all the stuff you've had happen to you and your heart. I know God gave me a new heart. Can I take your blood pressure a second time? Yeah, this happened two weeks ago too. Uh, in both cases, the second time here two weeks ago, the doctor's going, let me take your blood pressure again. I go, it's too low, isn't it? But it's not too low. It's just right. It's like a high school basketball player, isn't it? She's like, 107 over 68. How is that possible? God's a good God. <laughs> I still eat the same junk I shouldn't be eating, and I'm trying to work on that. Well, yeah, but 107 over 68, Mr. Ward, 
you've had all this stuff. Hypertension has ruled your life. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, like today, Glenn and I were talking, he goes, you, you say sometimes, I don't believe in this. So that's why I'm not afraid of getting sick of it. I don't believe in it. Because whatever you believe in, you empower. And so the, the, you either confess something to be something or you denounce it. So I denounce the things that I don't want anything to do with. Yeah, I was just talking to Don this morning and, and, and there was such a confirmation statement. Uh, he, he said, I don't believe in sickness. And, and the idea too is, uh, I had someone this, this week several times say, uh, good luck, good luck, good luck. And, and I don't believe in luck. I believe in the divine power of God and, and, and just saying, I don't believe in death. <laughs> you know, it's because as, as we're affirming and agreeing with it, guess yeah. what we're doing? We're inviting it in. And, and I heard Don say, I don't believe in disease and sickness. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in COVID is I think I heard you say one. Hell yeah, I don't. And, and uh, so, so we're giving honor to COVID in our language system. And we, when we're speaking death, uh, when I'm going to die and go to heaven, we're speaking death versus life. And, and Carrie, we've talked about this, yeah. the tree of life and the tree of death. And so uh, it just so many times our word language is so important. What are you really believing in uh, is, is so important. Uh, Don, uh, you know, you, you've really uh, also talked about entering into the courts of heaven. Uh, could you kind of maybe finish a little of that and just kind of go there and what, what that's like? I know that's a two-hour process normally with most people when you pray with them. And, and one of the things that Don, uh, he's a real prayer warrior and intercessor. Uh, he prays for us as an organization and, and with, with people. And it just, uh, it's amazing uh, just because what he does uh, in this is he tells stories healing stories. He tells the stories so that people go, oh, wow, okay, I can believe that. That, that happened. That actually happened. Then he can go in and, and the people uh, take him into the courts of heaven and, and see the healing. Yeah, well, you know, Prophet Stephen had several assignments one week, and he goes, oh, Don, these are, these are on you. I'm like, they're not on me. They're on him, but what do you, what do you want? He goes, well, this is, this is really rough. This woman, she's a doctor, and her husband, they're a doctor. They don't know what they can do. They've been, the, the wife is a prayer intercessor. The last 20 years, she's been praying for her, what, her mom, who's an alcoholic, who's so bad that sometimes they can't see her or talk to her for weeks on end. They don't know if she's alive, not alive. They have to send hazmat cleaners in because she pees and boos on the, the floor, and she's just a mess. And I said, all right, well, let's take them to the courts of heaven. Now, the purpose of going to the courts the first time is to break off things that you think don't exist. That's because you're not necessarily aware that you have a spirit man that comes with baggage. Going all the way back to Adam, you can take hindrances, you know, uh, a generational curse. Well, everybody in my family has had breast cancer. Okay, well then let's get rid of it. Let's break it. And, or alcoholism runs in my family. Well, not, it doesn't have to. You know, you have the opportunity to see God's tender mercies move the next thousand generations. Oh, that's right. You'd have to be immortal. Bible says we are to see a thousand generations down the line of mercies in our family tree. Again, we believe God died. Okay, well, then I'll watch it. 
<laughs> you go have a good time. But it's 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 so crazy because she goes, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to start off with DNA of God communion. And then we're going to go into the courts of heaven. This will take about 50 minutes, probably. And here's a key thing. Before you do anything in prayer, you got to keep in mind that if you really know who you are, you have the power to wipe out demons. You can make them ashes under your feet, Malachi 4.3. You don't have to. What a stupid thing to go, I'm going to cast this demon out. Well, did you know that demons, they travel in twos or in packs because the enemy doesn't even have a new idea. So if we send people out in twos, he sends people out in twos. His people are just dark spirits. So you cast one out and the ones there going, come back in about three hours. I got you. I'll keep the door open. So you got to know which spirits travel. Fear and doubt will always be together. So you cast out fear, but you let doubt stay behind. You bring in the spirit of infirmity. It's always going to be accompanied with the spirit of doubt. I don't care how much a believer you are. The spirit of doubt is sticking like this. Mm. And if you don't take out the spirit of infirmity and you go after the spirit of cancer, which is under it on the hierarchy, hierarchy doesn't have to leave because his boss is still hanging there because you didn't know to get rid of him. You have to understand warfare the way the church has never done it. We've, we've got it all backwards. Whatever God's trying to do, we're doing the opposite almost every time. And it's so that we are dependent on that middleman. I won't go there, Glenn. <laughs> we were talking about how religion is a middleman. It always costs you time and money when you have a middleman. So, <laughs> so the bottom one was is that we took her to the courts of heaven. The next day, she's calling me up. She's going, my mom is sober today. Yeah, and she didn't even know we took, went to the courts of heaven yesterday, did she? I never told her. How is she sober today? Do you want to ask how, or do you want to take out the rest of the issue? While she's sober, get her on the phone. Because now she has to personally denounce the spirits that are presently bothering her. We got rid of the lineage. And so that was like four months ago. And she's been no problem. She's not even slightly tempted. She took the Lord back into her life. Then when you take out all these things on the demonic realm that are assignments and generations, you better bring back in the Holy Spirit and invite them because otherwise they're coming back. And maybe seven times as many. So, I mean, you just have to take principles that we've been given bits and pieces of truth, but we haven't learned how to assemble them all because we don't realize that you are to take no man's word as gospel. No man's word. I've had 48 incredible mentors and I probably drove them all crazy. I just told you this is true. Yeah, let me check with him. If he says it's true, I'm in. We just take everything. Well, my pastor told me. Well, who told your pastor? You trust him. Who does he trust? Right? We, we ask that question in business all the time, right, guys? You know, and it's, it's really amazing that we just take CNN is being the truth. Why? It always was the voice of truth in my home growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the things that I could sit here and tell you, last week there was a woman that um, she called her sister who had a stroke. And she called, she said, tell me you didn't take the shot. Did you take the vaccine? Are we out of time? I want to make sure. Finish up here, Don. Okay. Yeah. yeah so she, the sister got so upset. She goes, my doctor told me I should take it. 
and he knows more about this than you do. I never want to talk to you again. To her sister, I never want to talk to you again. So the sister calls me up. She's crying. I said, listen, you just went to the courts of heaven today. What happened for you? She goes, oh, my God, Don, this is the most amazing experience I've ever had. Okay, let's go back. Let's take her sister. I said, I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. I gave you everything typed out. You go do it. We're supposed to teach people how to do what we do, right? So she does it. She calls me up the next morning at 630 in the morning. It's a miracle. My sister just called me from the hospital. She's getting out. And the doctors think that they must have misdiagnosed her because they, they can't explain why she doesn't have any symptoms of a stroke. And she called me and begged me to forgive her for talking to me the way she did. Mm, I will get a phone call about a person right after I finish taking them to court. They don't even know I took them to court. <laughs> and they they thought they were my enemy for two years prior. And they don't know why. All of a sudden, they're, they're calling me and going, you know, I've been praying and we, it's not right that you and I aren't. I said, I forgave that a long time ago. I said, true forgiveness comes with forgetfulness. So remind me again, what happened between us? <laughs> That'll get them every time. But the point is, is that you don't know that if you have a thought, it's heard louder than your words because heaven is inside of you. When we're in heaven, we aren't opening our mouth to talk. We're talking, talking. You know, so your thoughts are heard louder in heaven than you know. So you go, I don't know why I got this. I had this happen to me. I had a sickness come over me. I don't get sick. I don't believe in sickness. So I go, okay, I did something wrong, Lord. And I just gave the enemy legal right to put an injunction on me and then attack me okay what did i do and then i realized oh yeah yeah I, I was kind of judging all the people that were walking their dogs and driving cars with with mask on with nobody else around them and went, okay i gotta go to the courts i gotta i gotta repent lord forgive me i'll never do that again all of a sudden i was 70 percent better like that i go oh i did something else i don't remember i did because the enemy was there to witness it and the enemy will take your angel even god himself to testify against you what if there's stuff people just don't get we got to watch what we're doing because we're being watched so the enemy goes Aha, i got you now so it goes up and goes your honor your servant don ward just said that those prayer lines that those ministries have are just money making machines i made a judgment he gets a judgment against um, i said that to my mother she goes, I called TBN, I called TBN, and I wanted to be on the prayer line. And I, I said, oh, my son, every time I call him, I get a miracle or I get healed. You're my pastor. Honey. I'm not, I don't want to be your pastor, mom. I don't want to be your Jesus. But I'm telling you, why do you need those groups? I've taught you how to heal yourself. Well, that's right. And she had a bunion on her foot. And she goes, I don't want to get it cut off because if they take me out, they won't bring me back. They're just going to put a toe tag on it and say I had COVID and died. You know, I said, Mom, just apply the blood as many times as it comes to mind on the bunion. Next day, she's bunion's gone, mm -hmm. right? And she doesn't realize it until the nurse walks into her assisted living place and goes, you're wearing the shoes you couldn't wear yesterday. <gasps> I'm healed. <laughs> and when, when I told my mother, I said, you know, just keep putting the blood on. She goes, how much is too much to put on? I go, how much is too much antiseptic? 
you know, childlike faith. That's all. That's all we need. You know, we make everything so com religion makes complex. Kingdom is out to make the complex simple. It is. It is. It is. Don, just awesome. Th thank, thank you. Yeah, and, and again, uh, the people uh, listening today, uh, this is Donald L. Ward, and you can go to his website, donaldldward.com, and, and there's ebooks. Uh, and one of the things, if you uh, can email Don, he has a mentoring uh, class that he'd be glad to uh, have you in. And Donald, why don't you give him your email address? Sure. D. L W A R D D for Don L for Lewis. My middle name was spelled wrong. My father's was L E W I S. I was L O U I S <laughs> D L W A R D one five three at gmail.com. You want to just mention about what you'd be doing in a mentoring class. I here, I'm going to put it this way. What happened today was the spirit led where we went, right? Religion is a monologue. Kingdom is a so we solve whatever it is that's on your need. What do you need? What are you working on? What do you need next? This is not about me. This is about what do you need next? What do you perceive you need next? Because you might be wrong. Because most people, like the entrepreneurs that we all deal with all the time, you ask them, what do you need next? They always say money. I go, no, you need team next. Because if you had a good team, you'd already have the money. Right? It's knowing the sequence of things, you know, business sequencing. Everyone's doing all the right things out of the right sequence. So they just need it like a chiropractic alignment. Go, no, no, no. Why are you still investing in research and development? You got the product on the market already. And, you know, put this over here, put that into your marketing. What are you doing? Do you believe the research and development you did or not? Why are you still doing it on the same product that's on the shelves? So it's just, you know, a fresh set of eyes coming in and looking and saying, okay, because it's simple. Every solving other people's problems is always simpler than solving your own. Amen. And every single problem you have is a wisdom problem. There are no exceptions, relational, money, anything. It's all wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Don, thank, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Honored to be here. Yeah. Well, we're honored to have you. And, uh, and, and again, I, and again, this is all a part of the Kingdom Living series. And what you hear here with uh, uh, Donald Ward is, is just the stories, the testimonies of, 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 of Jesus working in people's lives. Uh, this isn't about man. This, this is us manifesting the earth to bring the kingdom of God to earth as sons. That's, that's our call. We can't do that if we're dead. <laughs> Heaven has come to earth to live inside of us. And that's been a constant teaching that we've been going through. And Don, it's just nice to see you affirming that uh, and, and bringing the kingdom message uh, to our people today. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, I was honored to be here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Glenn, I have to uh, jump in and say, you know, what I loved about what we were learning and hearing today is how well this fits with so many of the messages uh, that that uh, are part of the Kingdom Living series. I mean, I kept hearing over and over uh, the episode, uh, Glenn, where you taught on, and the title of it is, Do You Believe? You know, I mean, it's it that's, that brings it to a, 
to kind of a, a, a real place there. And think about these titles, The Power of Now Faith. And we've done uh, teachings before, Glenn, where you've taught on divine health. Um, and what, one of the ones that that I think is really kind of uh, uh, kind of almost puts a puts a uh, capstone on it is one that you did called Heaven is Open Now. And I mean, th these are the these are the messages that kind of explode traditional thinking and yeah. kind of keep us locked into that red line system as opposed to being out there, like you said, tree of death or tree of life plan. And so, again, if you're viewing this uh, and these messages have meaning for you, a couple of things. Uh, as Glenn was talking about, be sure that you check out DonaldLWard.com. The other website that you want to keep in mind to access all the kingdom living uh, tools and things that we've been talking about is TheRepleMinute.com, because there you'll find Glenn's teachings on the kingdom living, the podcast series. And thank you if you're watching us on uh, you know, everything from uh, Apple Apple iTunes to uh, Amazon podcast. We thank you. Share these messages with those around you because it'll have the same kingdom living impact for them. If you're finding us on YouTube, share the, share the YouTube video. If you find us on Facebook, uh, let your other Facebook friends know it's there. The whole premise, Glenn, is to get people into that kingdom living mindset. And so as we as we walk out of today's uh, kingdom living podcast, I want to ask you again to please pray for everybody within the sound of the sound of our voices. What a great revelational teaching today. Yeah. You know, and that's so neat. Uh, as we close here, you just use the word sound and uh, uh, everything has a sound, the stars, the moon, the earth, the sun. There's there's sounds and there's a perfect pitch. And again, uh, that pitch is, is the sound of, of, of the word, and the word became flesh. That's Jesus, the word. Uh, the word is, uh, is the Bible, and, and, and we've got to know that, that that is Jesus. Jesus is the Bible, and, and it's speaking to us in a tone that resonates with our spirit, because uh, we're spirit beings carrying uh, the, in, in this temple, this body that we've got, and it's designed forever. So, Father, we come before you. We just thank you. We praise you. Thank you for this message we heard today from, from Donald, your, your son. And, and, uh, and Father, just, uh, uh, just we, we know that it's not going to return void and just speak to those people that were, were listening and hearing today. And, and Father, just pray for the healing, those people uh, that are suffering in pain, and just know that, that the divine health of Jesus, that he took all of that on the cross and the healing. And as we believe and trust in the Lord, the healing is there. And Father, just open our minds up to hear your voice uh, and, and use us that we can be that light shining in this dark world because we're carrying the light of Christ. Christ in us is the hope of glory. And as, as Christ is revealed for who he really is, who we really are will also be revealed because we're one with him now in his glory. And let's celebrate the glory and the victory that we have in the risen Christ, the crucified Christ that's living inside of us. Because as he was resurrected, we've been resurrected. And as we were crucified with him, we, were, we, we died, we rose with him, and we're sitting with him now in the throne room with him now. Heaven and earth are living inside of us through the Holy Spirit. We thank you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Glenn, and thank you, Don, and thank you, viewer, for joining us on this edition of Kingdom Living. Be sure you share this message. Find more right at therepelminute.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel.